0: Hey, it's Fallon, want my recipe for a great Valentine's Day? There's just one ingredient. Lund's and Byerly's, whatever makes Valentine's Day perfect for you, L&B has the best version. Beautiful flowers from Bachman's, divine European pastries crafted by skilled pastry chefs, premium chocolates, and of course, the heartfelt card. And don't even get me started on the sumptuous steak, salmon, and lobster tails. Stop by Lund's and Byerly's today and elevate your Valentine's Day.
1: We made a pretty sudden switch from uh, summer-like-ish, nice-ish weather to snow outside There's snow on the ground Boy, that is a quick adjustment Usually it comes on Like you get the cold weather first And it gets cold And your your mums freeze up And, and then, then it starts to snow Yeah But this time it was like Whoa, it went from pretty decent Just the other Tuesday was 80 degrees Knowing
0: Minnesota We will go We'll reverse back To a little bit of fall Before it stays I'm yep. guessing I hope so I'm yeah. hoping, yeah
1: uh, So that is a little bit Of an adjustment Now let's get on with your emails on the Minnesota goodbye, all right. Yesterday, I think on the Minnesota goodbye, I had mentioned that I went to a um, Hall of Presidents Wax Museum on a field trip. We were talking about yes. field trips, right? Um, because Jenny, our former band director, wrote in a long series of teacher stories, and I said I went to a wax museum. In the gift shop, I bought a corn cob pipe. Classic. Took it home. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Ground up little pine tree. I'm yeah. not sure what they are. Pieces and tried to smoke them. Horrible. It idea. created a black, awful smoke. And um, uh, and I don't think I did it more than once or twice. So, guy writes in. He says, Dave, I got a corncob pipe, too. When I was about 15, me and a buddy had the same idea as you. We smoked some dead leaves that have fallen off of trees. I think we tried smoking a few other random plants. But I just remember coughing up a lung and pretending that shit worked. Can you imagine? So, there he is. No. He's like, was like, oh, man, you feeling it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling it. One day, it fell out of my bag at baseball practice. And that's how I got my nickname, Corn Cob Rob, Corn Cob Rob, he says, y'all have a great weekend, signed Corn Cob Rob. Thanks, Corn Cob, I cob Rob. I hope that nickname is real, because that is hysterical, and Rob, you know what, the things we did when we were 15, I don't know if you ever had a, a Nerf ball experience, Rob, but I certainly did.
0: I did not, and I am okay with it. Mine would be a little different, you know, a little different experience, but more of a grinding than a cutting a hole in yeah I'm not
1: going to ask about that that's a little bit too personal but if you want to elaborate you can elaborate no, on no I your said own. I
0: didn't have one
1: oh, I know that you did not ever have like any kind of experience no with... okay good I really right.
0: didn't that's what I was thinking. If I did not have a Nerf ball I... one if I did it would be very different Wah, than yours
1: all right um, this is Joe saying not a big deal but a question that's been on my mind where was Drake the other day I think last week when Drake says mm. where's Drake? when Dave said where's Drake Drake wasn't at work. It was if Drake didn't show up for work and let you all know he wasn't coming in, just curious, because it sounded like Dave was shocked he wasn't there. Again, no big deal, just curious. Joe, you know what? I appreciate you asking. He was just late.
0: Yeah, it happens occasionally. It it happens,
1: yep. It is one of my things, though, that, you know, uh, in radio, you can't show up late, and everybody does once in a while. Everybody shows up late once in a while. Drake is not consistently late, um, uh, but in radio, it's it's not like if you work at Walmart. Mm -hmm. If you work at Walmart— And you show up a half an hour late, everything, the store won't close without you. Things will get done and you can probably stay a little bit late to make up for the stuff. But in radio, you got to be there on time. So um, most of the time he is here. Um, uh, I think you, yeah, you did the shout out to Bryce earlier And that is more for the radio But I'll go ahead and do it Bryce is 13 years old today I think that's cool that younger people still listen to KDWB Thank you Because I, I, I met somebody yesterday Her name is Elizabeth And she's very charming, very bright And she's 25, 28 She's like, I don't really listen to the radio much anymore And I said, yeah I mean, there's a lot of people who They listen to Spotify And they listen to uh, Apple Podcast. Music And podcasts But the thing that radio has that they don't have companionship. Mm -hmm. You can listen to Spotify. You can listen to a podcast, but you know they're not live. But when you listen to whether you're listening to our show live or whether you listen three hours from now or or 13 hours from now or 16, whatever, we're still like right there that day Yeah, where, you know, I just think that's one of the things that people love still about radio is that you enjoy the companionship with Mm -hmm. the people on the radio.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think some people, I think some people do fill that with podcasts for sure. Like, it's like you get connected to people, like certain hosts of podcasts as well. Um, I think they're, the one thing is like, you're never going to meet probably Dax Shepard, but you might meet Dave at the Cub in Chanhassen. Uh,
1: You might, um, and come up and say hi. Okay. So this one is, um, is from Carrie and it's really interesting. She said, I love your show since I moved here to Minnesota from Colorado in 2020, The bit that hooked me was Coon Rapids math. Hilarious. (laughs) I don't remember Coon Rapids math. I don't
0: think I was Was here for that. Wasn't something like
1: Jimmy has a pound of meth and Caroline has a pound of meth and a pound of crack. They go to a big party. How many pounds of drugs do they bring? Wasn't it something like that?
0: I don't think I was here for that. If I was, I definitely don't remember it, but it sounds like something. It would go like that. I'm not sure. Okay.
1: I was listening to the Minnesota Goodbye yesterday. You were talking about a listener's email who lived in New Ulm in a 19th century home. At, that had a buffalo kill hill, and Jenny was unfamiliar.
0: I was too, just so you know, yeah. And I
1: explained what it is, and it's really fascinating. And uh, I've never heard of them call the kill hill, it's called the buffalo jump. And that's where the natives, before they had horses and before they had guns, they would chase herds of buffalo to the edge of a cliff and then chase them off, where the buffalo would plummet to their death and then could be butchered, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, uh, and they still, you know, these cliffs. Obviously, the cliffs are still there, yeah. but buried under years and years of sand and gravel and pine trees are the skulls and bones of all these yeah. buffalo. So, uh, my husband and I were driving up to Warland, Wyoming, to pick up a 1972 SS Chevelle suite in the early 2000s, coming from Denver. And on our way out to the most desolate road west of Casper, there was a little roadside motel, restaurant, and gift shop called Hell's Half Acre. I've been there, it's beautiful. Rugged, desolate, it's amazing. It was a huge ravine or canyon where the natives would drive buffalo to their death. They sold arrows or arrowheads and other Native American trinket type stuff in that rundown gift shop, but there was some interesting history about the land and the landscape itself and pretty incredible. Um, it was all closed in 2005, and she put in a picture of the car in the parking lot uh, at Hell's Half Acre. And, Fallon, it is a sweet ride. Is it is 72 SS Chevelle. Yes. Yeah. That's Carrie from Elk River.
0: I always like just assume everything like that's haunted. So I wonder if there are people that worked there had weird encounters. That's what I believe. Anything that's a certain level of has a certain level of history to it, I just think it's haunted.
1: Well, I don't blame you. Can you do me a favor? Go ahead and look up Hell's Half Acre on your Google right now, because Hell's Half Acre is we stopped there once when I was well, the kids were little. A lot of
0: them. So what is it? It's 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 Hell's Half Acre, Wyoming. Oh, Wyoming.
1: And it's a giant natural. Canyon of the most rugged, beautiful landscape. Yeah. It's beautiful, right?
0: Yep. And I'm looking, it looks like this is probably the place she's talking about. I mean, it's obviously Buffalo probably-
1: Jump. If you look up Buffalo Jump, those are fascinating too, because you think about this is one of the things that fascinates me about Minnesota and just this part of the country is all the native history that was here. Yes. And how the natives were here for thousands of years before they even knew there were other people in the world that were coming over here. Mm-hmm. So it's a fascinating story. Um, okay. We're going to delete that one. Next one. Greetings from my hometown of Canova, West Virginia. Shout out. The famous pumpkin house where 3,000 pumpkins come to show off every Halloween. I know you have the pumpkin trail with 5,000 pumpkins. That's at the Minnesota Zoo. Looks amazing, but our pumpkin house is all done from local volunteers in a small rural community, Girl Scouts, youth groups, athletic teams, fraternities, fire departments, churches, there's a lot that goes on into making this happen. The best part is uh, it is all done at our former mayor's house. So it's his yard that has tens of thousands of people visiting it each year. It's really cool. I want to share with my BFFs. Do a Google search on Pumpkin House, right. West Virginia for lots of pictures or video. That's from Susan. Pumpkin uh, House,
0: West. I'm just Googling While you're Googling,
1: uh, she says um, uh, this is from Susan. P.S. Happy birthday, Dave. We share the same birthday 10 at 24. She is a little bit, but not a lot younger than me.
0: It's very cool.
1: It is cool. There, she included one picture.
0: So it's like the house looks like an old, like what colonial kind of house.
1: Totally. Yeah. And
0: then it's just has rows of pumpkins in front of it and on the porch and on like the different levels. It's pretty cool. Looking. It is very
1: cool. Yeah. So if you're going to Google Pumpkin House, West Virginia. Uh, By the way, Susan says, I found KDWB, The War of the Roses, on iHeartRadio, since you always want to know. And again, thank you, Susan. I'm glad that so many people who have never been to Minnesota or never lived here found us on iHeartRadio. Yes. And um, can I tell you a little bit off the beaten path here? Yeah. There are syndicated shows. And there are shows that are just local. We're just local. We're not syndicated. But I feel that we are syndicated in a way because you can get us anywhere on yeah. iHeartRadio. And I think we have thousands of people who listen on iHeartRadio from pretty much every other state. And I think we got an email from South Korea the other day. Yeah. South Korea. Um, I was listening to a syndicated show the other day, and it was not good. Yeah. It was sloppy, and they weren't well-spoken. Okay. In other words, it's not that they... Talked funny. It was more like they weren't smooth. They didn't oh. sound. They sounded very amateurish. Yeah. Um. And I was kind of disappointed. It was like, wow, that show is syndicated, and I could tell you who it is. I'm not going to tell you now. Write it. But okay, hold on. I got to think of her name. Oh, it is. I just had her name. Now that that's well, embarrassing. every
0: syndicated show usually has a guy and girl.
1: Yeah. I got to. I got to think of her name. I'll come back to it. But it's somebody that you I have heard. I already know of.
0: who it is. Then because so, of what you said.
1: Okay. Write it down. What's the last name? Hold on, she, Fallon and I are changing secret messages in class here. Yes, she's okay. not. She's not that talented. Do you think she is? I've never listened to her. Because yeah, they don't I, have a podcast. I really was like hopeful that it was like, oh wow, she must be really good. But I was kind of disappointed that it was not smooth and professional. It was kind of jaggedy all over the place.
0: I've seen videos, and I've, I, I think just because this is what I'll say. There are other syndicated shows that I don't like, but I know that they're hugely popular, which tells me that a lot of people do like them. So that's just not my, my flavor. You know okay. what I mean? So I give it a pass in that regard. Like someone may listen to our show and hate it, but love another show. So I, I try to keep that in mind. True. Like,
1: I think stuff. I listen with more of a critical ear because I like coach shows and yeah. help shows do better and give them ideas and things like that. Um, and I've done that with some success. Um uh, and some that were not successful. Yeah. Um, so I listen with kind of a critical ear, and uh, I just I don't know. It, it's kind of an inside oh, discussion. So yeah. you and I will move on to Hold something on. Drake else. Drake so. is
0: texting me. I just want to make sure he doesn't need something important. Like something mm. is going wrong with the show.
1: Okay. Drake says, "Can I borrow forty five dollars?"
0: I no. He's asking where my deep dive is.
1: I have okay. a. While you're reading that, yes. while you're doing that, I'll read the next email. I was listening to the Minnesota goodbye. Wanted to send in my school field trip story. I love these. When I was a freshman in high school, we had a choir trip to New Orleans. It was the week before Mardi Gras, so it wasn't super crazy down in the French Quarter. But there are a lot of people down there partying already. Our last night there, we got to have free time in the French Quarter from 6 to 10 p.m. Not sure what on earth made our choir director think it's okay to unleash a bunch of high school kids on Bourbon Street at night. No kidding. A lot of the senior boys wound up getting into a couple of strip joints since they were 18. And they were able to get alcohol, so they showed up to the bus at 10 p.m. drunk. That's not the worst part.
0: Oh, God. Okay.
1: A friend of mine and I went to a shady gift shop where there was a little tattoo parlor nope, in the back. No, Bad idea. Needless to say, my 15-year-old self wound up getting a butterfly tattoo. Oh,
0: did you have a fake ID? I don't understand.
1: Mom wasn't happy, LOL. Very memorable trip, that's for sure. Love you guys. Have a good day. Love you back, Angie, from Chippewa Falls. I, it, that's on, funny, Angie. On my
0: senior trip, my friend... Uh, got a tattoo by using our other friend who had turned 18's ID, and they looked almost close enough where the place didn't care. Yeah, right. In Gatlinburg. I'm going to guess they probably saw
1: money, and they didn't want to say no.
0: No, and she hates that tattoo to this day. Biggest regret. What did she get? She was drunk. It was a bumblebee, but they shaded it in. It's, like, so dark and black, and, like, it's bigger than she ever wanted, and— she was drunk, and I remember I was uh, asleep because we our senior like a group of us seniors did a senior trip, got a chalet, Um, and I I've always gone to bed early even before I worked in morning radio, and I woke up to her drunkenly coming in my room. And she's like, "Guess what I did?" And I was like, "What?" And she's like, "I got a tattoo." And I was like, "You're gonna regret that shit." And she did. She still loves. And this you're day. right. She wow, that's it. funny.
1: Uh, good morning. Dave's story on Hat of Vulnerability the other day prompted me to bring up something to you guys. Just really quick, I let somebody who was really in a bad place in their life, they needed to get away. I was very proud to let them stay at my house in Colorado. They stayed there for a long time. They thought that I spied on them because I have a security camera in there. And once they saw the security camera and they thought that I was spying on them, they were not friendly anymore. And I felt like garbage garbage. And then they left the house dirty, mm-hmm. and they didn't clean up, and there was, like, dirty dishes in the sink, and I was just crushed. Yeah. Because I'm i going to tell you, I love this person. I love them. I admire them, and I still do, and I probably always will, and I will never say who it was. Fallon doesn't even know who it no, is. No, you
0: won't tell me, even though I've asked multiple times.
1: Um, Because I was asked to keep their secret, and I always will, but it really hurt my heart well, yeah. to uh, to lose a friend that way, and that she'll probably never speak to me again. And by the way, the security camera doesn't work. I don't know how to access it. I haven't asked Susan. I said, do you know how to access it? She said, no. I told my guest. I said, you can unplug it if you want to. But still, it was just ugly and gross. My husband has a huge heart and loves to help everyone, but it always bites him in the ass. Mm -hmm. He was a mechanic for many years, and people always ask him to fix their cars. Some of them pay, and some like to do a labor trade. I keep telling my husband, stop helping everyone, because... When he needs help, nobody ever steps up to the plate. I hear that one. He tries so hard to be a good friend, but I keep telling him some of these people aren't truly his friends. They only call when they need something. They never just call to see how he's doing. How do I get my husband to stop giving a shit? It's in his DNA. That's kind of the way it is with me. I give, and I'm I'm not going to sit here and brag about how much I give, but I help people, and I really enjoy it. And, And sometimes you feel taken advantage of. I warned Carson about this. Because I've told him all his life, since he's been old enough to know, don't let your friends take advantage of you. Just because you've got a little bit more money maybe than they do, that doesn't mean you buy their pizza. That doesn't mean you buy their Jimmy John's. That doesn't mean you don't ask them for gas money. Yeah. Or you don't have them drive once in a while. Right. He's got a few good quality friends that care about him, but how do I get him to stop trying to help everybody out and focus on his own family so he stops getting his heart broken? Thanks for reading. I think it's in his DNA. He's never going to stop.
0: No, I agree. I think that there are just certain people like that. I mean, I have, I won't say who, but I know someone who was like that and they had such a prestigious job. I honestly assumed they were very well off and I learned they weren't actually at all because they were so busy helping people, having good faith in these people and they would F him over, over and over again so he wouldn't get paid for this work he did. And... From the outside, it seemed like he was very well off, but you, I found out that no, because he had been screwed over by people for so long.
1: In our industry? No. No? Okay. Uh, next one. Uh, subject line is Minnesota goodbye, herpes? Question mark. Okay. Hey, when I was 16, I got a weird rash on my back. It was so painful. I went to the school nurse who said, that looks like herpes. You should go to the doctor. I was horrified. I'm thinking herpes is an STD. My 16-year-old brain was like, can I get an STD on my neck? I go to the doctor. She explained to me how shingles is related to chicken pox and not an STD. What a relief. That was some of the worst physical pain I've ever been in. I still have nerve damage in my neck and scarring from the blisters. I ended up missing four days of school. I hope Jenny is on the mend, has a speedy recovery from her shingles and surgery. Thank you all for reading and responding to my emails It's always cool to hear Thank you Denise for writing in I really appreciate yeah. that one uh, Shingles is no joke It's one of those things where we joke about it because we don't know much about it right but well, because, it's, and
0: because it's one of those things that seems like it doesn't it doesn't let's be honest doesn't kill people it's like one of those things people get and it's something that you think that like older people get so it's one of those things kind of like gout. You hear the word gout and you think it's kind of a, but if you get gout, I've heard that's effing awful too.
1: It's like some kind of crystals in your joints of your toes and it's very, very painful.
0: I hear like, even like a blanket on your foot hurts. Like Uh, something as soft, like as gentle as a sheet can hurt. And I'm like, that's, but that's, oh, that's hilarious. That sounds awful.
1: Gout. Yeah. You got gout or you got a goiter. And let me tell you, we've known somebody who's got a goiter and, and they, they hate it obviously because they don't like the way it looks. And it's yeah.
0: Who do I know that has well, a Well, I
1: can't tell you right now. All these oh. mysterious names. No, that we can't... this
0: is the worst podcast we've ever done.
1: Well, we'll move on then. All right, next one. I keep thinking about Jenny's gym problem, where she gets hit on the gym all the time. Uh, reminds me of something I thought about over the years and listening to your show. Almost every woman who calls uh, with a bad date story says some version of "I couldn't leave" or "I didn't want to abandon him" or "Yes, I went on a second date just because I couldn't say no." Why? 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 Do women put themselves themselves through all this, sometimes truly horrible and scary circumstances, just so they don't make the date or moment feel awkward? The guy already made it weird. It's his fault. Let him lie in that bed that he made. Please put a PSA in the morning show that women do not need to stay on a date. They can leave anytime they want. They don't owe anyone their time. I totally agree. Rochelle, that's some really good advice. You don't owe him. And if he's being a creep, it's his fault. It's on him him yes. that you left the date not on you.
0: Yes, but we are conditioned to feel uncomfortable and not make someone angry because we don't want them to hurt us like we've seen in movies. True.
1: <laughs> uh, new idea for the back of Jenny's shirt. Not here for a meet-cute. Okay, that is from <laughs> Rochelle. Thank the you. Would,
0: would like, oh, cute?" God, get out of here.
1: War of the Roses request. You bought her a car!
0: Which is That's... funny. It kind of came up today in a different way.
1: That is the one where he was—he got somebody, or he's seeing somebody, and he bought her a car. And yeah. so he's like, "Baby, it's just a friend; it's no big deal." And Fallon says,
0: "You bought her a car." That is how I sound, basically. It's a classic
1: War of the Roses. And I think, honestly, that is going to be it for yeah, now. We're good
0: on time, too. Um,
1: so. uh, but I'm really glad we squeezed in some of these emails yeah, that have been you. sitting here in the tank for a couple the of days. Tank. The old tank yeah. on the Dave Ryan Show. Um, emails are always welcome Fallon and I always You know There's always a backup If you don't send an email uh, There's always backups We can talk about uh, Her mums And my ukulele I
0: am worried about them I've been watering them time's But up. also right, the Time's cold. up We'll
1: see you next time On the Minnesota Goodbye
0: Hey, it's Fallon. Want my recipe for a great Valentine's Day? There's just one ingredient, Luns and Byerleys. Whatever makes Valentine's Day perfect for you, L&B has the best version. Beautiful flowers from Bachmann's, divine European pastries crafted by skilled pastry chefs, premium chocolates, and of course, the heartfelt card. And don't even get me started on the sumptuous steak, salmon, and lobster tails. Stop by Lund's and Byerly's today and elevate your Valentine's Day.